Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon Wilson, and this is the source for all the lacrosse goalie information that you need, because my guest on today's show is Matt Chess, a high school senior who's dedicated, uh, I should say, who has committed to West Point. Uh, We'll be playing at West Point next year, and in this episode, we talk about his development, we talk about Goalie Source, his Instagram account that he is creating with a buddy of his, and all of the different uh, nuances of the position that he's learned throughout the years. Great conversation with Matt Chess. Again, West Point commit, uh, awesome kid, and has a lot of great information to share about this beautiful position. So ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this conversation with at Goalie Source. It is Matt Chess. Before we get started with this episode with Matt, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online Lax Goalie Rat camp. I got email after email from coach and parent trying to determine drills and the best way to go about teaching the lacrosse goalie position, especially when you're not in a hotbed, when you're in a city that doesn't have a lot of lacrosse goalie camps uh, that come there. And, And this is what I put together. It's the online Lax Goalie Rat camp. It's me and an iPhone and a bunch of goalies out at the field, and we break down exactly what you need to know to teach this position, both from a a mental standpoint, a physical standpoint, and then the technical elements of making a save. So if you're lost, if you have no idea how to coach the lacrosse goalie position, the beautiful position that is lacrosse goalie, this product is for you. Check it out. It's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. Goal. Enjoy the show. Awesome. My next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast, Matt Chess from the Goalie Source on Instagram. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. This is an awesome opportunity. I'm excited. I'm excited to chat Lax Goalie with you. Uh, you know, if you look at my Instagram feed or my, my Lax Goalie Rat Instagram feed, it's just nothing but goalie stuff. Nothing but goalie stuff. And, and, and I saw um, some of your posts pop up recently, and I wanted to get you on the show. Uh, but for people who don't, who don't know you, maybe we could start just a little intro. Where are you from? Where, where do you play? Uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, so my name's Matt Chess. I'm obviously a lacrosse goalie in the Philadelphia area. Uh, I go to Episcopal Academy, uh, coached under Coach Bates, the current PLL Archers coach, along with Tom Slate and a few others. Um, I started playing lacrosse goalie around third grade and you know ever since then it's really stuck with me. I absolutely love the sport. I started goalie source about two months ago and I'm really happy with it how it's going. So if you don't follow goalie source make sure you check us out on Instagram. We post daily lacrosse uh, goalie videos and drills and anything related to lacrosse goalie. So don't miss out on the opportunity. Awesome. So what, uh, what got you interested in goalie at third grade in the third grade? That seems pretty young. 
Yeah, so it's a funny story, I, and I think a lot of goalies can relate to this, but I showed up to my first ever lacrosse practice, and the coaches put us in a circle, introduced themselves, and they said, well, we have a little issue. Nobody signed up to play goalie this year, and there was this long, awkward pause. Nobody wanted to play goalie. <laughs> I had never even thought of it. I you know, barely knew what lacrosse was. And so I was like, well, I know they don't run a lot and I don't like running, never have. I played soccer for a while. I hated running. So I was like, threw my hand up. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll play goalie. And kind of ever since then, it, it stuck with me and it's something I've learned to love. That's awesome. What, what do you love about it? What do, you, what do you love about lacrosse goalie? I guess there's a bunch of different things, but I like the idea. I think being a lacrosse goalie is somewhat black and white. You know, it's besides defensive faults, it's kind of up to you to save the ball. It's a craft that you can work on and master on your own. And if you miss a shot, you can usually tell yourself, okay, I should have had that or, okay, that was on the crease. Maybe it was unrealistic, but it's to me black and white. And I like that because I want to be able to keep tally of my, um, you know, my growth and be able to work with myself. It's something you don't, you sometimes might need some partners, but really you can train as a lacrosse goalie by yourself, mm -hmm. come up with drills for yourself. And that's something that appealed to me and still does. That's awesome. Yeah, that's something I wish I knew back when I was playing. So I, I graduated college in 03, um, 2003, before YouTube, right? And yeah. you know, like, like, there was nothing, there was nothing, nothing available online. And, and like my general feeling was, well, as a goalie, like if you're going to get better, you take shots. And right. I was sort of envious of all these other positions. Like they could do wall ball and they could do all these like little individual drills. Lo and behold, like lacrosse goalies have all those powers themselves. And in fact, like benefit just as much as field players by hitting right. the wall or by doing all these individual drills by themselves. Right. And Which I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I think that individual time with yourself while you're training takes away some distractions as well. Um, and you can really ho uh, hone your skills and focus on yourself in those moments and not be distracted by anything else going on. That's a really good point. Yeah, really good point. Um, so how did, you, how did you progress in your career? Was it something like you just picked up naturally? I mean, you, we were talking earlier, you emailed me earlier about all of the great Philadelphia area goalies that you've had some exposure to but for you you know personally like how how was the progression from going from third grade to now you've just recently committed to play at um at army which is awesome so like what, what was that progression for you so I was somewhat of a late bloomer I'd say I was never really the kid who was getting looks when early recruiting was still a thing and I started playing club lacrosse, competitive club lacrosse in seventh grade. And I think that's where things really took a step up because before that I was really only playing uh, in Lancaster, which is a very small area in Pennsylvania. Um, there's some really fantastic lacrosse players from this area, but there aren't a whole lot of great teams that we could compete against. And so, jumping into one of the top programs for club lacrosse and then you, all of a sudden you're playing the best kids in the country it's it was eye-opening but also inspiring 
seeing all these other kids out there who are much better than you. And I think it really pushed me and kind of gave me goals because that's not, I never really saw myself playing college lacrosse. Um, I never really saw that as an opportunity, something that I could achieve. And once I was inspired by all these other fantastic players who are much higher level lacrosse than I was, that's where I think things started to pick up and I started to work a lot harder because I realized that could be a reality as long as I tried. That's an awesome point. That's an awesome point. Like it's about setting goals, you know, and it's like, if you don't, if you're playing in like this little small pond and you think you're the best or, or, you know, you, you think like a certain level is possible. And then right. all of a sudden, like you see this huge pond and you see like how amazing and how much better these other players are. It like motivates you to get to that next level. That's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, how do you describe, you know, your style, like specific style of goalie play? I mean, there's so many, so many different styles and everyone has success with, with one style, depending upon a lot of things, their body type and just what works for them. But like, how do you go about, like, what, how do you describe your style? Right. So I play a high five step arc. I'm pretty, I'm a pretty skinny guy. So I think playing that high arc takes away some space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't get too low, but I also don't stand too tall. I'm about 5'11", so if I stand too tall, it's harder to get the low shots. But I used to ha- be in the habit of getting too low, so I'm still in the process of finding out what um, height in my stance is best for me. And I've kind of been playing with that for the past few years, very minor changes. And when it comes to stepping to the ball, I'm pretty lateral stepper, um, mm. I think. Part of that is because, you know, compared to a 45 degree step, I think I step laterally mainly because I'm already out pretty high on my five step high arc. So I think by stepping even further out, I'm going to end on the edge of the crease or out of the net. So stepping laterally at least keeps me in the same area rather than getting, you know, too ahead of myself, too far out of the net and then having to recover if there's a quick rebound or something like that. Right. Yeah, there's tons of pros and cons with that. Um, like you said, the pro is you just, for, for shorter goalies, uh, like me, I'm 5'8", so like for shorter goalies, like you just, you take up more cage and you don't have to move as less and you're relying more on your quickness to get there. Um, but like you said, if, if you're too far out, like any rebound is right back in, the, in, in play. You don't have the benefit of that arc, you know, to kind of protect the rebound a little bit where you can... Um, right. So put your stick on it. So awesome. Awesome. Uh, going through that recruiting process, like a lot of people who are listening to this are going through that at the moment. What, what advice do you have for them? I think my biggest piece of advice is stay open to all of your options. Um, you know, don't burn any bridges, don't cut off any, you know, opportunities any chances to talk with coaches that you have or any chances you can visit a school, take them because, you know, if you would have asked me if I was going to West Point, Army West Point three years ago, I would have said no. And, you know, if I wouldn't have taken the opportunity to to meet with the coaches up at West Point visit, then I wouldn't be in the same place that I am today. So I just, and that's the, the same thing that I tell everybody because 
you know, you hear kids saying that they want their dream school is this school. They only want to go there or they only want to achieve this level of academics, this level of play. But while you're in the process, you don't entirely know what you're looking for. You know, you're in ninth grade going into 10th grade. So be, you know, stay open to all of your options because you'll be, you might surprise yourself in what interests you in the future. Yeah. So good, good points. I, I mean, at the end of the day too, you know, if you're playing lacrosse at a, at a college, I mean, you're going to have an amazing experience. I don't, I don't, I don't really care where you go. I don't care if it's, you know, West Point, if it's Syracuse, if it's Cal Berkeley, if it's, you know, D1, D2, MCLA, uh, just that experience of, you know, playing with that group of guys, uh, creating friends for life and like competing for a common goal and, and, and the leadership qualities that you need to learn as a goalie. I mean, you're just going to have an awesome experience. So always keep that in mind is another thing I'd add onto that. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. And, and never let the stress get in front of your, you know, just wanting to go out and play for fun. You know, it seems like kids these days are so stressed about the recruiting process that it's almost like they're losing their sight on why they originally intended to play the sport. It's like, you know, go have fun. The recruiting stuff will come, you know, talk to coaches, but make sure that you're not killing yourself over it and you're still having fun playing the sport and being competitive with your friends. Totally. And the the ironic part about that too is for goalies, like when you're having fun, you're relaxed and you play, you play a lot better. Like when you're stressed, you know, like unlike other positions where you're kind of like running up and down and like using a lot of physical you know, exertion, physical energy. I don't think stress impacts you as much in that position. Goalie, you're sort of at a standstill and like, you know, you got more mental stuff going on. And if you're tight, you know, you're not, you're not going to be reacting to the ball as quickly as, 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 as you can, as you're able to. So, you know, the ironic part is if you're stressed about not playing well, you're not going to play well. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Who do you, I don't know, like look up to who, who, what were some goalies that you learned the most from some guys that, that, you know, were idols for you and, and what specifically did you like about their game? Yeah. So like I said, um, growing up in the Philly area, I've been very fortunate with some of the guys that are around here, uh, specifically a lot of the guys from net nation lacrosse. So that includes Drew Adams, Nico Amato, coach Dockery, um, Austin Cout, those guys. I grew up going to their camps. So ever since what, I think fifth grade was the first camp I went to with them, I've been looking up to all of those guys. I'd say Drew Adams and I uh, still remain pretty close. Uh, we, you know, we remain in touch out of all the other other guys. Um, and I try and imitate his style of play a little bit. Um, mm. It's just something that attra- I, you know, I'm attracted to. And... I can't thank them enough for, for um, everything they do for the lacrosse community. Um, they're fantastic. Their programs are fantastic. So I've grown up, you know, I've grown up watching them play in the MLL, PLL now, now that that's a thing. Um, and it's just been fantastic to see. That's awesome. Um, I had all those guys on the show. Uh, with the exception of Austin, I haven't haven't had a chance to speak with Austin yet. But had um, Doc and and Nico Amato, Drew Adams, just great great guys. 
Great guy. Yeah, awesome. uh, are you big into the flow system? They talk about the flow system, the Philly flow system. I love the flow system. It's, it's, it's unique, but it's totally true. I assume they've told you about it, but you know, when you're, when you're flowing to the ball and you can feel it, um, coach doc always said it should look like a beach ball is coming at you and that you're so focused on the ball. It's like you have this big beach ball coming at you and you have all the time in the world to react and save. And it's so smooth and your outlets are perfect passes then after that. So once you, once you get in the flow spelled with pH, then, then you're doing well. Got to spell it with pH. Yeah. Otherwise you're not flowing. No, you're not flowing. (laughs) No, it's a, I love it. Yeah. We've talked about it a lot on the show, but not, not for a while. I had those guys on a long time ago, so it's awesome Mm -hmm. to revisit. Uh, But you can really see it. Like, like when I teach like the basics of making a save, like I break it down into, into five steps, you know, like top hand goes straight to the ball, lead step, trail step, like your bottom hand helps with rotation and, and, and getting the stick there. And you can kind of see when kids are like thinking about those like five things, you know, mm-hmm. like as you first start to learn a skill, right. you have to think about it. It's not an unconscious movement, but when you start practicing and that like save movement gets ingrained and that you get that muscle memory, mm-hmm. then you start flowing and you really see it. It's now no longer five distinct movements. It's like, whew, and you're exploding right through the shot and coming up and ready and ready to make an outlet. And it's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah, that's a perfect way to say it. Yeah. The other thing I took from them, too, is this word of having ridiculous eye focus, ridiculous focus on the ball, which I, which I love that word ridiculous because it's like, you know, you're just so locked in um, on that shot as a goalie um, is another thing I took from them. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, Doc was always like, um, he's like, you should be staring at the ball so much that you can see the Brian logo on the ball. Obviously, right. that's a little far stretched, but I think that's probably something similar to what you were saying. You should be that focused on the ball. Totally, totally. What What is your goalie training regiment uh, look like these days, Matt? So right now we're in preseason. So on Saturdays and Sundays, I have field lacrosse Sunday and box lacrosse on Saturday. So box lacrosse is obviously a little bit different. And I'm playing 50% of the time on offense. So I'm at least running around a little bit. I've gotten away from hating running. Um, And then let's see, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Friday, I'm doing goalie work. And then lifting four to five days a week. That'll change as the season comes along. We start a little bit later than the college guys, later February, early March. Um, and once that starts, then that's going to be six days a week of practice. And my training looks a little bit different in that I'm going two to three hours a day of only lacrosse, whereas now it's a lot of, um, uh, a lot of working out, a lot of fitness, that type of thing. Yeah. And then maybe uh, two to three days a week of getting shots. It's a lot of work you're putting in. I love it. <laughs> a little bit, I guess, I guess so. I love it. Awesome. Um, I was going to ask you um, about the box lacrosse, about the box lacrosse. So there is, you know, some debate amongst the goalie community about like whether playing box goalie helps you in the field. Um, I have an opinion, but I, I would love to hear yours. 
I'm sorry. You said, how does that, how does playing box goalie affect you in the field? Yeah. Like there's some debate as to whether like it's actually good for, oh, for okay. your field game or maybe it hinders your field game. Um, but and you're, you're playing, you said you're playing a half in the, in the field in, in box lacrosse, like on, right. I don't know, in the box. Is that what we said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, and then half in goal. And I was curious, like, you know, how do you see that improving or, I don't know, maybe even hindering your field goalie game. Yeah, I think sometimes it is difficult to jump, you know, going Saturday box lacrosse, and then the next day I'm getting in a regular six-by-six net, and it does feel a little bit different. I would say everything is different in box lacrosse besides seeing the ball. I think that's the one thing it can really help you with is, you know, you don't have to worry about getting hit. You don't even necessarily need to worry about getting your stick there because it's down towards the ground. You just need to focus on watching that ball and you have to watch it all the way, whether that's to your shoulder, to your stick, to your foot. And then when you get in field lacrosse, um, you can at least, you know, all the movements, a lot of the movements are going to be very different, but you can at least carry over that very, that high focus on the ball following into your stick, your helmet, your body, wherever you're saving the ball. I think that's the one big thing that carries over. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, just in terms of seeing pure shots uh, and also, I mean, also angle play sort of yeah. carry, carries over because a, a huge part of like box goalie, like ice hockey goalie is, is being in the right uh, spot on the arc and then just making that real quick movement. Um, well, me, I, like, I don't know when I did it, I never, I didn't even, I wore like the field pads, which is probably a huge mistake and just like played like I was a field goalie and like all the shots were coming in low. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was, it was good for getting shots. It was good for getting more experience as I was learning, but um, I certainly took a pounding and yeah. then it got, it gave me this bad habit of like assuming every single field shot was going to be low. Um, and so I had mixed, I had mixed, uh, I don't know, mixed, mixed, outcome of playing box goalie but you know I had Dylan Ward on the show who's obviously like you know a pro goalie in both field and box and he was like 100% should be playing box goalie (laughs) yeah awesome um what about any unconventional things that you do to train or that that to train yourself as an as a goalie or um you know things that that not many people think might apply but actually make you know help you in in the in the position of goalie yeah I think a big part of being a goalie is all about your mental game so the I don't I don't do too much too many unconventional things but the one thing I'm really trying to work on is meditation Mm. Um, so I've started a few months ago and I'm slowly building my way up but I think meditation is a way of calming your nerves when you're in the goal and not all meditation needs to be Um, done where you're not thinking of anything and you're just focusing on breaths but I've started doing it where the nights before games or scrimmages I'll meditate and then while you know once I relax I'll picture the game through in my in my head how the game is going to go what saves I'm going to make that type of thing Um, and I think it prepares me and gives me confidence for the next day that way I'm not going in as nervous as I would and I'm not letting that anxiety those nerves get to me when I'm on the field I'm going on the field relaxed but ready to compete and I think ever since I have meditated I've definitely seen a difference 
and I'm, I'm, I'm working, still working on that because I'm not an expert, but um, it, it's definitely helping. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of elite goalies cite meditation um, as, as a training device that they use. Are you, um, are you using one of the apps or how, how like specifically do you go about doing the meditation? I usually use YouTube because a lot of the apps you have to pay for uh, yeah. and some of them are expensive <laughs> and I don't feel like paying for them. Yeah. So I'll usually go on YouTube. There's a few ones that I focus on, but it's usually before bed, nights before games, scrimmages, even practice, that type of thing. And I think it prepares me for the next day. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, meditation has taught me is that it's just how to deal with some of the things that you're feeling. Um, you know, for a lot of goalies, a lot of athletes in general, like before a big sporting event, like you get nervous. Um, and so like, it's just how to deal with those feelings of nerves and still like compete at an elite level. Like the, the idea of being nervous and playing your best are like two totally mutually exclusive things. Like you can be nervous going into a game and still perform well right. um you know what i mean so i i think like like for me the meditation aspect is like notice how you're feeling like breathe through it enjoy it and then like get out there and play so I, that, that's what meditation has helped me and like like you i'm no expert in this uh either but i i certainly see the benefits of meditation for goalies no but that's a great way to to say it because you know, I, I don't think I've ever gone into a game where I'm perfectly relaxed, but I'm relaxed enough to keep my mind under control when I get scored on and that type of thing. And I'm not mm. getting out of control and I'm staying poised um, in those moments. So. Yeah. What do you do when you get scored on? Do you have like a routine that you go through or um, what, what's your process there? I, I'm, I'm a guy who goes by just get the next shot. You know, um, I think it was, again, Coach Dockerty, I'm going to bring his name up again, who taught me the three, four second rule where, you know, you give up a shot. Okay, you have three seconds to think about it. Should you have had it? Should you have not? Should you have led your defense more? And those are the questions you ask yourself. Okay, and then you let it go and you focus on the next one because you could save five more shots after this and this goal you know, all of a sudden your save percentage jumps up, your confidence jumps up. So it's, you don't want to let it, you know, stand over your shoulder when the next shot's coming down um, because then you're just going to get in your own head and you're going to get deeper, deeper, deeper into this hole. So you need to let it go and focus on getting the next shot. And then once you do get the next shot, all of a sudden your confidence is back up and you're ready to go. Awesome. Yeah, very well said. Very well said. Besides that next shot, mentality what what else do you do or what other exercises do you go through to improve your the, the mental part of your game well i don't know if this is necessarily something i do on purpose but getting scored on in practice is a great way to get your mental um, strength up Mm -hmm. mainly because you're going to give up goals. It's, um, it's inevitable that you give up goals in a game, and it's about how you react, as I said, about how you react to those goals. So when you get scored on in practice, 
have a little chip on your shoulder, start competing with the guys that you're going up, up against, even when they're on your own team, um, because that's just going to prepare you for game time situations where you, you know, you love your teammates, but you don't love all the other guys on the other, other side of the field sometimes and the other jerseys. So when you're competing, you know, you're going to get scored on, but use that as a way a motivation to keep going, keep pushing yourself, get that next shot. And that's, that's the main thing I focus on, especially in practice. When I do get scored on, you know, it stinks sometimes when you think you should do that. We all get that feeling where you think or you wish you had that shot back because you think you yeah. could have had it. Um, and it's how you handle that feeling that you get. And maybe only goalies can relate. But how you handle that, that then transfers over to your game situation. For sure. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. Um, what, what, what goalie advice would you give the young Matt Chess? Not to call you old, but you I'm know, still, the, yeah, the younger I'm version of, of yourself. <laughs> I'm still in high school. Um, yeah. I, I had already mentioned this earlier, but never lose the fun in lacrosse. Um, you know, you don't want to let the stress, especially as a lot of these guys that reach out to me on goalie source are asking all about recruiting process, that type of thing. And you can tell it gets to them. Don't let that stuff get to you. Just keep having fun with the sport. Remember why you started playing it in the first place. Have fun competing with each other. I don't think that's something that I really understood until I got into high school, but competition is fun. So when you're in practice and you're going up against your best friends, have a little competition with them. You know, See how many shots you can save of theirs, that type of thing. Make it all a game, even when it's not a game. And that's really going to make lacrosse much more enjoyable, I think, for some people. Great advice. Yeah, great advice. Uh, yeah, I mean, competition in anything makes you, pushes you harder. Um, and even competition, like, amongst yourself, too. Like, you're playing wall ball, you know, like, I, just, I got 30 reps in a minute or 30 reps in 45 seconds. Like, can I get 35? Like, you know push yourself higher and higher for whatever you're doing, uh, in the weight room, uh, you know, on the track sprints and whatnot. Um, if you're not competing with friends, compete with yourself, right. Uh, is a great motivational tool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, what about, have you been a backup goalie before, you know, and, and how did you go about, you know, approaching that situation? Uh, you know, trying to get better while not getting the, the starts. Yeah. So freshman year, um, before I transferred to Episcopal, I was the backup goalie for Caton Johnson, who is now uh, the starting goalie at UNC. Um, and, you know, I didn't start a single game that year. Uh, but to me, it wasn't necessarily about that. Um, he was, he had so much knowledge of the sport that I didn't have. So for me at the time, it was really about soaking up all of the knowledge that he had using him as a mentor, he would take me out for practice when we didn't have practice. And so building that relationship with him and then using the tools that he gave me, I never really saw it as something like, I'm gonna keep pushing because I wanna start. It was more so, I'm gonna keep pushing because I have this fantastic tool with me and I wanna prepare myself for the future when I do start. And so that's kind of the mentality that, that I, I went with freshman year until I transferred. Yeah, 
great, great mentality. Great mentality to have. And when you get to army, you'll probably be like in the exact same situation. Um, exactly, yeah. You know, as, as you sort of build up and, and work for that starter starting role, but continuing to absorb uh, the knowledge of the guys that have that have come before you. Right. Definitely. No envy. Just soak up all the knowledge of the people older than you and better than you. Yep. Awesome. What What did Caton teach you? Was it Was it like specific goalie technical stuff, or was it just more about the game sport of lacrosse, or more about life, or what What exactly did you guys get into? I mean, I think one of the main things he taught me and one of his best traits was his leadership. Um, he was a junior at the time and one of the best lacrosse leaders that I've ever seen. And so seeing him out on the field, directing traffic, his assertiveness, that's not really something you see a whole lot in middle school lacrosse. You know, I don't think goalies in middle school, or at least I wasn't taught um, how to communicate properly to your defense. Yeah. I tried, I, I had heard, I'd seen someone in college, a video of someone in college just screaming at his defense. I don't remember who it was. And I thought it was awesome. So I tried to take that to practice the next day. And my friends were like, Chess, why are you yelling at us? Like, you know, at that, at that age, at least where I was, it wasn't something I saw. And then you get to high school and Caton is just doing a fantastic job at directing his defense. So I watched him, listened to him. And I think that's one of the best things that he taught me was how to communicate and be assertive when you're on the field. That's awesome. That's a really good point. It, it uh, got me thinking because, you know, and when I teach goalies and some of the stuff I do online, like I teach a lot of the communication in terms of like what exactly to say you know, like this command means this, or like, you know, here's how you should be talking. But, but you're right. Like only when I played with goalies um, older than me, did I really realize or I start to learn, like, this is the inflection you should have the tone you should have, like, this is when you should say something. This is when you should actually just shut up. Um, and so I think, I think those untangible intangibles are things that you learn by playing with, with goalies older than you. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what about a slump? You ever, you ever been through a slump? What was, what was that like? Uh, and how, how'd you go about getting out of it? Yeah. So um, I went through a slump last year, a little bit, um, probably during one of the most important times in my season, mm -hmm. as things were starting to wind down and we were getting close to the semifinals. I just wasn't playing my best um, I had, I, I think I might've been under some stress. I'm not entirely sure, but I wasn't seeing the ball properly. wasn't stepping properly. I wasn't flowing. And so somebody noticed it and reached out to me and just said, Hey, is everything fine? And I'm thinking everything is fine. I'm just not playing well right now. Um, but I kind of, you know, it kind of made me realize that there's people there, you know, I went to talk to a few of my close friends and family about it. And then all of a sudden I went to practice the next day and it felt like maybe there was some weight off my chest and I jumped back in and everything went back to normal. And my semifinal game was one of my better games this season. So I think sometimes, you know, when stress builds up or sometimes you don't even know, you just might be in your head when you're in those slumps, at least for me, the best thing to do was just kind of get it all off my chest and then go to practice next day with a fresh start and be determined to, um, to play well. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, you a big pregame ritual guy? 
Um, not really. I think the only thing I'd say is I, uh, I'm a calm before the storm kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not somebody who gets super rowdy in the locker room before a game. Um, I just kind of sit there with my, with my headphones on, listen to some music. And then once I get up to the field and I do a quick jog lap around a uh, quick job, jog lap around half field. And then I kind of jump and look at the other team. I'm like, all right, it's time to compete. And then, you know, from that point on, that's kind of my very, very focused, determined to beat the other Jersey kind of mentality. Um, and then I do start to get pumped up in my own head and start cheering on my teammates and that type, type of thing. But, but before that, I don't want to waste any energy um, up until that point. Awesome. Awesome. What does, um, is that, I mean, are you a big vocal leader of the, of your team? Like, is that your leadership style or, or how exactly like do you go about being a leader? So I, uh, this is my first year as a captain. We only have senior captains at EA. Um, and sometimes I've been a little bit too quiet. Um, I'm somewhat of a quiet person. So I'm really trying to step out of my bubble this year and be a little bit more assertive and direct in my, um, you know, not just when you're leading the defense, but there's so many other things that you need to take care of when you're in that leadership role. Um, so I've never been a loud guy. I've never been one to yell too much besides when I'm leading my defense, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to go yell in some kid's face. Um, but trying to learn the ways to approach other players about situations and that type of thing is something that I'm still learning. Um, obviously I'm only in high school and I have a long ways to go, but I'm still somewhat on the quiet side, but I'm learning to at least still be assertive and direct. Yeah. The other thing I'd mentioned there too, I mean, you've got leaders of the team at the PLL level who are, who are not like the loud vocal guys. So you can have both styles. I mean, there are certainly goalies who, you know, who, who never shut up and are just constantly, you know, like the loud vocal leaders uh, like the Scotty Rogers, but then there's like the Kyle Burnlers who are like very, you know, they don't, they don't speak as much, uh, but when they do, like, you know, something good's coming out and people kind of perk up uh, and listen. And the other thing, too, is like, if you're not a vocal person, I mean, you could lead by example. Right. You know, That's- I mean, you could be that guy, like be the hardest worker on the team. And like, you know, when you're doing conditioning, like leading, leading the team, I know you said you didn't like to run, but... <laughs> Uh, but, you know, like leading the team in like a stadium, running up and down stadiums, like, oh, holy crap, like the goalies like or like the goalie can do like the most wall ball throws in in, in 30 seconds. Like, that's crazy. Um, right. so ton, tons of ways to be uh, to be a leader besides being vocal. But as you mentioned, like working on that is a huge aspect because, you know, being a great communicator, you know, with your voice and is so powerful in, in the cage. Right. And I think that's why I looked up to Drew Adams, look up to Drew Adams so much is he's not super loud guy, especially right. when I'm training with him, but he's one of the best to have ever played the position. Yep. Um, so that goes to show that you can kind of be quiet, but also be a great leader. Awesome. Yeah. Are you a lefty? No, I'm a righty. All right. That's okay. I'm a righty too. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a righty. Uh, I was just thinking like all those guys are lefty, right? Like Drew, Nico Amato's righty, but Drew Adams, Doc, I think uh, Cal is too, right? Cal is lefty, yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. More power to you. Same here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Talk, talk a little bit about Goldie Source uh, a little bit. Like, why did you guys start that, and what, what's your what's your goal with 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 uh, with Goalie Source? Yeah, so I started Goalie Source about two months ago. Um, it it kind of happened randomly. I was just scrolling through Instagram, and you know, post after post is goalies getting sniped on top right corner <laughs> behind the back. I'm thinking. You know, it took me about 30 posts until I got to an actual goalie making a save that was insane. Um, and I'm thinking there needs to be more of these. Um, I had already followed a few others similar, but, you know, everything else seems to flood the goalie lacrosse, um, you know, the, the, lacrosse, the goalie world is so small. Sure. Um, sometimes it gets pushed under the rug in, in social media. Uh, so I was thinking of names. I'm like, oh, the goalie source, that kind of flows. So I made the account and I just posted a few lacrosse goalie, um, a few lacrosse goalie posts, threw some hashtags on there. And I got some really positive feedback with it. So I kind of stuck with it. Um, we're almost at two months. We're almost at about a thousand followers now. And we post you know, goalie highlights, goalie drills, people send in content, we post that, I find some um, elsewhere on Instagram, I post that, but really the whole idea is it's just the lacrosse goalie hub for goalies only to give goalies that kind of Instagram experience that all the offensemen are getting elsewhere um, and start to make a name for, for our position, um, you know, besides other accounts that are already existing and doing a fantastic job. Love it. I love it. We'll keep it up. It's uh, at goalie source. Um, and I'll link up to that when this comes out, please keep it up. I mean, the more goalie Instagram accounts we can get the, the better our, the better our sport and the better our position is. And I, like you, I often tire of seeing top corners ripped over goalie shoulders. I'd rather see a, a sweet save. <laughs> oh yeah. Very cool. Um, Great. Uh, current stick setup. That is the question I would like to ask. What, what do you, what do you play with? Alrighty. So to be honest, I have no idea what shaft I use, but I use an STX Eclipse. Um, the old one. The original? I, yep. The original. Hmm. Uh, I've used that pretty much my whole life. I stopped using the warrior nemesis in seventh grade. And I've used the STX Eclipse. I use Grizzly Mesh. And I just do two straights at the top. Uh, not too deep of a pocket. Um, I don't like a whole lot of whip in my stick. Um, so that's, there's, no, there's really nothing much special about it. I only have tape on where my top hand is, bottom hand, and then where my um, where I, when I'm through my bottom hand, when I'm throwing and then my bottom hand, when I'm in my stance. Yep. And I have no idea what shaft I use. I used to use, I used to use this heavy shaft. I don't remember what it was called, but I stopped using it because it weighed, it weighed way too much. And I went to the, I went to the gate ice. I went through three gate ices. They all snapped. So I moved away from those and it's something warrior, but I don't know what it is. Oh, that's all right. How come you use the, um, have you tried the Eclipse too? 
I haven't yet. I, okay. I'm kind of superstitious. I don't know why I'm not a, I get, I get scared when I have to change that kind of stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> I, last year, last year I actually used the old STX Goalmaster. Oh, in season. I don't know if you know, are familiar with the Goalmaster. Yeah. It's a triangle, the triangle looking head. Right. I used that for a while and I really liked it. I found it in the back of coach Bates's car and he said I could have it. And in one of the most important games, it got hit and the pocket broke and the, the head, the head snapped. And so I, you know, I haven't gone back to it since. <laughs> Other Dude, than your goal master snapped. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. It was good while I had it though. <laughs> That's funny. That's interesting. I, I, that was the first head I played with too. And um, when I switched to the clips, I like really noticed a difference and liked that a lot more. And then same thing when I, when I, when I switched to the, to the clips too, I love it. I love that head. So. So you'd recommend it to me? I'd recommend it to you. I'd recommend right, it to you. Especially it do you set up a lot of goalies? I don't, I don't do this, but some goalies set up like with their top hand, like gripping the plastic. Yeah, I do. I do grip the plastic. Yeah, well, the STX Eclipse is like a, is a lot narrower in the plastic, so a lot of people who set up like that, mm-hmm. um, like love it. They love, love it. it. I, I I like touch the plastic. I'm I'm still on the shaft. Okay, I uh, gotcha. The way I set up, but um, but a lot of people who who grip the plastic like love huh. it because it's set up like that. So I'd I'd recommend yep. it. I'll have to check it out. Thank you. All right, when your when your OG Eclipse breaks, time for an upgrade. <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah. Awesome. Matt, if you had to leave the goalies out there, one last piece of advice, what, what would that be? Oh, man, that's a hard one. I know. <laughs> On the Lax Goalie Rat Show, we don't, we don't ask the softball questions. We just, oh, we just come out with, 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 with the hard balls, uh, especially when closing out the show, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, two pieces of advice. First piece of advice, you got to go follow goalie source or else you're mm-hmm. missing out. Solid, uh, solid. You got to fill your Instagram with goalie posts. Second of all, work your butt off. Um, you know, don't leave any regrets behind. Whether you don't have, whether you have a partner to work with or not, make sure you're working hard because there are plenty of other people out there working just as hard, if not harder, than you are. And in a in a community that's so close together, there's also so much competition. And if you want to be the best of the best, you got to keep going. You got to keep pushing and working hard. Uh, when people aren't watching you, that's one of the most important times to work. So make sure you guys don't give up. Realize that there, uh, there's so much. It's never too late to come up with new dreams to want to play college lacrosse or play, um, you know, high level lacrosse. It's never too late. You know, you hear those stories all the time of people who start playing in ninth grade and all of a sudden they're some of the best in the country. So, you know, if you think it's too late, it's not too late. Go out there and practice tomorrow, even right now. For some of you, it's still light out and um, have fun with it. That's all I can say. Very well said, Matt Chess. Good luck at, good luck at West Point. Uh, at Goalie Source is the Instagram. Number one piece of advice, get out there and follow, follow that account and then work your butt off. I love it. Oh, yeah. uh, thanks a lot, bud. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with West Point Commit. That's Matt Chess, one half of the Goalie Source on Instagram.
as he mentioned, his number one piece of advice, get out there and follow them. I've been doing it for quite some time. Uh, they got awesome medley of drills and uh, videos and just all goalie-related stuff, which, of course, if you're listening to this far in the podcast, you can't get enough of the goalie position. So get out there and follow them. That's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, get out there. Get some work in. Lacrosse season is upon us. It is a beautiful time to be a goalie. All right. Be well. I'm Coach Damon. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson. 